Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new season, season three of the Calm Collective podcast. I'm Cassandra, and if you're new here, welcome. I am so, so glad that you've stumbled upon this little corner of the podcasting world. I encourage you to start wherever feels good, whether that's this episode or heading back to episode number one and beginning from the early days or simply scrolling through the titles and just seeing what stands out to you. There's really no structure to this show other than the fact that it's centered around humanism. The common thread is that it all comes back to mindfulness. So whether we're talking about relationships, grief, career, self-worth, money, really we cover such a variety of things on this show, but the goal, the real desire is to do all of these things with a heightened sense of awareness and mindfulness and a lack of judgment. I, just like you, am learning as I go and I don't have it all figured out, nor will I ever pretend like I do. I'm here simply to create and relate alongside you and to share my truth, my journey, in hopes that maybe it resonates with some of you and it reminds you that you're not in any of this alone. Um, That's truly my only goal with this podcast. So with all of that being said, let's jump into the first episode of season three, episode number 48. So before we begin, I know that the audio isn't um, really consistent with what it has been in the past. It's kind of a one-time situation. Um, I am recording during a snowstorm, so there's really high winds and some static that's going on. I'm really sorry about that. I just am going to cave because I just took a beautiful Epsom salt bath and I'm just feeling inspired to record this episode right here, right now. And I'm really just not going to let the snowstorm hinder that inspiration, that creative flow. So I thought today I would dive right into some truth since we haven't caught up in a while. Um, the last time you heard from me solo was back in September on the eve of my birthday, You guys remember Kate. Kate interviewed me, and it was probably one of my favorite episodes that I've ever recorded. I always strive to be transparent and always honest, but that recording was just on a whole other level. It was so flowy and just so magical. I can... I can remember feeling like I was watching myself from above while speaking my answers. And I mean, I think that's authenticity at its peak. So really striving for more of that. And that leads me back to why I felt so called to record this podcast and why it's taken me so long to publish the first episode of season three. I just was waiting for that that creative push and that ease. I didn't want to force it. I'm kind of, I'm definitely in that season of life right now where I'm just not interested in forcing anything. I'm giving my space myself the high vibrational space to welcome those creative pulls to come in, but I'm not going to force them. So we're in January now towards the end, a new decade. And if you listened to that birthday episode, you know that I was in the midst of shedding a lot of negative shit that I no longer wanted to carry with me. So toxic relationships, bad habits, a lot of attachment, less than ideal work patterns, um, a lack of self-worth, all of those gnarly things that can cling on after trauma ensues. And just when I thought I had cracked the code, just when I thought things couldn't get any smoother, bam, I was hit and hit hard with a super 
intense case of anxiety. So when I say super intense, I guess I'm describing it as like due to the the physical ways that it crept that it crept up. So super shallow and quick breathing, a really heavy chest, not being able to sleep or eat much of anything, having full-blown panic attacks in the middle of a restaurant. It really wasn't pretty. In fact, it was pretty terrifying. So as most humans do, I talked with my closest circle about it for weeks before really taking any action. It was almost as if I needed to be heard and validated that what was happening was in fact serious. I've I've always had a small bout of anxiety here and there, especially um, in December as we approach my dad's anniversary of when he passed away. That's also his birthday and the holidays, all of that wrapped up with a messy bow. So it's a brutal time of year, but something inside of me was telling me that it was so much more than that. And I knew that it wasn't healthy to always come back to grief being my reason for feeling any sort of emotion. Yes, it's a huge part of my life. And yes, I no doubt have some PTSD from the trauma of, you know, being a caretaker and watching all of the things that my dad had to go through and watching my dad pass and from being in back-to-back relationships that, that didn't end up serving me and that weren't healthy in the way that I was showing up. Um, and so many other things, but it was my responsibility to look at those things and to see how I had been dealing with them. So to name the feelings out loud, instead of just chalking it up to living with trauma, that's me the end. I had to unpack a lot of that and detach myself from that story. I finally just like had this aha moment of, I don't want to play the victim anymore I honor the things that have happened to me, but that doesn't define who I am as a whole. We're meant for so much more than that, and we deserve so much more than that as humans. So what did I do? I journaled my heart out. I didn't hold back, and I labeled every single thought, feeling, and sensation that was ruminating in my body. Then... I joined Orange Theory because I needed somewhere to physically place the pain and mental exhaustion that the anxiety was causing. That's a, It's been a game changer, by the way. I have always been someone who's related more with slow movement exercises like Pilates or bar um, or yoga. And for those of you who know about human design, the, the human design that I am really... Um, pushes that slow exercises the best and I'm really trying to just like think more outside of that box and not structure my life so tightly around what all of that human design stuff means I do value it but it doesn't have to be so rigid because I am I just can't even tell you how much that orange theory and just that big cardio push and just exhausting my body has helped with my levels of anxiety. I mean, alongside the endorphins, it's it's truly black and white from when I walk in the door to when I leave. So I'm really, really thankful for that. And if anyone who is listening is struggling with some anxiety and that's something that you haven't tried yet, I know it can be frustrating to keep hearing people be like, move your body or go work out or go for a run. I do understand that it can be eye roll worthy, 
But if my experience can help shed just how positive that it's been onto you, I really do encourage that you do give it a try. I chose something like Orange Theory because I really do thrive when I have some sort of a personal trainer, but I'm also a class person. I like the energy of other people around me in those environments. Um, So that just felt kind of like a no-brainer. And one of my best friends, Erin, she's an avid OT goer, and um, I would just listen to her talk about it and how much it was transforming her body and her mind and say no more. Now I'm, now I'm totally hooked. Um, so then aside from orange theory, the most important thing that I've done for myself, the best investment is that I found a therapist who really has been the biggest gift. Um, I go a couple of times a month, sometimes more. Um, no, actually I would say like every two weeks is, has been how much I'm going. And each time I leave, I feel like I understand myself so much more, but also the really cool thing that I'm witnessing in therapy is that, first of all, it requires a therapist who really does listen. There have been some out there I've had in the past where they talk a lot. Um, I don't know if any of you can relate, but like sometimes they'll share their own stories or you feel like you're kind of just getting a few words in here and there. And the therapist that I have, is really, really great at her job because she asks these questions that open up this huge box, right? And they're, they're powerful questions, so they force me to dig. And when I'm there, I just feel so free to say whatever comes up. And sometimes I'll have this, this like rant. That's not even the right word because I'm never really like upset when I'm there which is nice it's like I'm just speaking this truth and then when I'm done I'm like oh my gosh like I'm okay you know I need the support but like ultimately I am okay I am not broken if I can if this is my answer to your question I am okay so it's been really cool to just hear myself speak and to be really proud of the things that are coming out of my mouth. I hope that makes sense. I just, I'm giving myself so much more credit these days for all that I've been through and all that I'm unraveling and reprogramming and just reminding myself that I'm anything but broken, right? My cracks are letting all of this light in and sometimes that can also be very uncomfortable. And then I learned this little truth. It really all comes down to attachment. I realized I've been so attached to these outcomes that I had planned out that never came to fruition. My dad wasn't supposed to die. He was supposed to be around for at least 20 more years. But that just wasn't the case. And in turn, my life took on a whole new meaning and perspective. My past two relationships should have ended, no doubt, but they should have ended far sooner than they did, but they didn't. I stayed longer than I should have, and in doing so, I learned the dire importance of self-respect and boundaries, and maybe I found out the hard way, but nevertheless, I learned, and for that, I'm so grateful. And being attached to these outcomes, not only does it take this magic out of whatever experience that you're having, It also just gives so much power 
to what society and people think we should be doing. It's one of the most dangerous loops that we can play in our minds. It crushes us with both fists on purpose until we can't remember what it was that we actually want out of this life. And that was and still sometimes is anxiety for me, a feeling of suffocation and just just tell me what to do to make this go away, which also was resulting in heavily relying on my beautiful friendships that I have in my life. I'm so thankful to have these women and a couple of men who hold this space for me, but also know when to look at me and say, you already have the answer to this. Like you don't need me for this. So there's, that's tricky for them, right? Because they don't want to enable this powerlessness or this victim role, but they still want to be there for you. So you know who you are. For those of you who have been showing yourself to me in that way, thank you so much. It means the world. My cup runneth over. Now the anxiety has dwindled and I'm so thankful that medication for me wasn't necessary. Um, Instead, I've adapted meditation in the morning and evening. I'm still free journaling, therapy, as I've mentioned, orange theory multiple times a week, as I've mentioned. I'm working really hard on setting boundaries in my life that are firm and really just surrounding myself with things that are of high vibration, so things that just make me feel good. Um, That has a lot to do for me with my personal space, my home space, where I create Um, and just having the most beautiful circle of friends and family to rely on and naming any and all things that come up for me. And if we're willing to detach a bit from the emotional pieces of everyday life, and holy shit, there are so many, we give ourselves the gift of being able to learn so much about ourselves with the anxiety under control and a clear vision of who I am and what I'm about, what I stand for. I'm able to notice that when something triggers me, there's a lesson in that. I'm being asked to look at it, to name it, and to add it to my toolbox of things that I know now. And that's life as a human, right? That's why they say we're always growing and always evolving. It's gnarly work, that's for sure. And that's why living on autopilot can feel so comfy cozy because it's not asking much of anything from you, you know? You just you are. And if that's where you desire to be, I don't judge that for a second. I feel you and I've been there. But if you're feeling like something is missing, if you're the least bit curious about what your life could look like, or if you're wrapped up in this tight ball of anxiety and you're wondering what it is that you could unlock, what that would feel like if you could just unlock it and all of the light that could pour in, if you just gave yourself a bit more credit as a human on this earth that is where the magic happens i really believe that our main role here is to relate and to connect and to learn these new lessons and to spread them like wildfire for everyone around us so i think that sounds pretty lovely we've got some work to do So let's dive into this new season with just super open minds and open hearts and just being willing to do the work and not being ashamed to talk about it. I'll see you back here soon.